Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, everybody? April 25th edition of the Fightful MMA podcast, take two, as we don't know what happened uh, with the initial one that we tried to do. Elias Theodore and I were talking away, and the next thing you know, uh, I pulled some magic. And I disappeared. I don't know if it's the weather here, Elias. I don't know if my Wi-Fi or, or my uh, my internet went down, but I'm back up right now. So uh, we're back. I retweeted the link uh, on social media, so hopefully everyone uh, can join us. I do see that there are people in the live chat. They're already blaming or blaming Sean Ross Sapp. Elias, are you surprised? I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. No, um, what's it called? Nah, it's just technology. Uh, but we are back, like you said, and we can get right back into the conversation uh, with Ala Quinta. Obviously, it's an amazing thing that uh, takes such a big time off and also the, the component where he obviously didn't really want to be there. Um, one could jump forward into the conversation of the post-fight, the uh, post-conversation uh, that he's had since. Obviously, he is in many ways progression. Um, he feels that he has a right to and all the power to him. Um, again, like I've said before, I'm all for fighters' rights and fighter. Fighters uh, talking about speaking their mind in many regards, and that's what he feels. And uh, I don't know. For me, as someone, it was just good to see him come back in there. I think obviously we got to talk about uh, him coming back from such a big layoff and having such a mighty performance over Diego Sanchez. Uh, yeah, guys in the live chat, by all means, if you guys have anything to say or want to mention anything, by all means, post it up there on the right-hand side. Roy Soria wants to know, Joe, what the hell happened, man? Those ribs got your mind twisted? Roy, you know what, man? I Listen, that rib fest on Saturday was absolutely fantastic. Uh, every so often, I... I I do throw my, my diet, not diet, my, my nutritional concerns out the window, uh, and I enjoy some, uh, some you know, good old caveman meat. But I got to tell you, Roy, I am pissed at myself because it's, it's all that protein is not coming off my body as we speak. I worked out hard yesterday. Uh, I worked out uh, pretty good today. I'm actually going to do another round of cardio when I'm done uh, with this podcast here because I'm not happy with the scale right now. I don't know, Elias. I, I was told I should do a water load uh, and drink a boatload of more water try and get out of my system i mean what do you do when you have a massive meal like that and you're not happy with the scale no a little bit of the water uh obviously cardio is your best friend and your worst enemy um in addition to the water load uh just eat greens um you just kind of overload yourself with uh 
a bunch of salads throughout the day um, and different types of greens, whether it's a smoothie or whatnot. Um, it'll just scrape the rest of it out and uh, you'll feel light on your toes before you know it. Like, yeah, but you know what, man? My wife tells me today, like, how do I win this, okay? So tonight is Tuesday. We have my son's swimming lessons. I take my son to his swimming lessons all the time. My wife's like, you know what? I haven't seen one lesson uh, during this cycle here. I want to come watch. I said, okay. She's like, what are we going to do for dinner? I said, I don't know. Come home. We'll cook something. We'll eat. She's like, no, no. I got coupons for Popeye's. I don't want to go to Popeye's. And don't go to Popeye's. Eat. Bring your lunch. Bring your dinner beforehand. Have your dinner afterwards. You can have a smoothie. You gotta take these are adult decisions. I'm not gonna win this this argument with her. You know that, right? She can have her own. She can have her own dinner. You can always eat at a different time. (laughs) That is an option. I'm gonna take a I'm going to take a I am going to make actually a smoothie around five o'clock. That'll Respect probably hold that. me over uh, until I have some, if there's anything remotely healthy at Popeye's. Take nothing away from Popeye's. Listen, I got no problem if you guys ever want to eat that. And, mm-hmm. you know, I rarely eat that stuff. But, yeah, I'm probably going to have a smoothie uh, by the time I get out there. Jackson MMA wants to know what happened. Uh, Jackson MMA, I don't know what happened, to be honest with you. It just went, it, my, my internet or something or the screen went dead. And I looked at all my Google accounts because I've got other businesses and they all went dead as well. So I don't know uh, if it's, uh, if it's just, if it was with me or, or the system or whatever it is. But Elias is here. I'm here. Uh, we're good to go. Kyler James says, sup, guys. What's up, buddy? Uh, I'll get to the, some of the other stuff there in a moment. Now, in terms of – I want to go back to Ally Aquinta, Elias, because the performance he put on, I was concerned that the two-year layoff uh, was going to be a problem for him and Diego Sanchez would, would potentially have his way with him. Obviously, that wasn't the case. Al was on point. His striking was fantastic. Uh, and he KO'd uh, or TKO'd, uh, you know, Diego Sanchez, which is the first time we've ever seen Diego Sanchez go down like that. Like, whoa. Obviously, um, that would be an issue for anyone if they've been off on a two-year, uh, you know, layoff, um, especially with, uh, you know, I've, it's almost, it's been the case for him when I've seen him last, it was almost like the fire was not out. And obviously he has his, um, issues with uh, the UFC on other aspects. So they obviously bleed into him not being there. He didn't want to be there because he had chose a different, he was thinking he was going to choose a different career. Um, with that being said, not taking anything away from his um, knockout. Um, it was, it was tremendous. It was against someone that's never been knocked out, but that person has taken a lot of beatings, a lot of damage over the years. It, if it wasn't today, this fight, it could have been any of the fights beforehand. Um, I, I think it's just one of those things with Diego, especially going up and down the weight classes like he has. Um, if I remember correctly, he did start off at 170, 185, whatever it ended up being on the show. So for him going all the way down to 145 and then back to 155, it has to have taken a toll. And like I said, the mileage in general. So um, this isn't uh, peak Diego Sanchez, but again, you can't take anything away from Al. A brilliant performance against some uh, for someone who hasn't fought in two years. Yeah, he's um, in the post-fight interview uh, that I noticed. He he sounds very conflicted because he loves fighting, but he wants to get paid a lot more. He says it's no longer worth it uh, because obviously, with defeating a guy like Diego Sanchez, you know he's going to get a better opponent. And he's like, for the money I'm getting paid, despite him signing that contract, it's not worth it. They got to up the ante. Like this is not worth the money that I'm making. He said he made twenty-six and twenty-six. Okay, that's fifty-two thousand dollars for that one fight. Half of that is gone, whether it's taxes, paying off uh, Ray Longo, Matt Sarah, your cornerman, your manager, that, that's, that the money's gone. So if anything, he made $26,000, let's say, American, on this fight here. 
uh, that's if he's only fighting once a year, MMA is not your life, son. He's he's got to keep stick to that real estate stuff, which he seems to be very happy with. So he's got this other thing that he's got going on, this new career that he's building, which you know is going to bring him money. But he does have that this incredible love for fighting, but not the money that he's getting paid for fighting. This is a conflicted young man, in my opinion. No, hundred percent. You can just see it in the, the post fight interviews and everything he's done since. Um, obviously, um, you know, mixed martial arts, it's not as highly paid as many other professional athletes. Um, that's an obvious. That's the biggest obvious in the whole conversation. Um, but it's still a platform. I'm not, um, you know, again, like I said, I'm always for uh, mixed martial arts, getting more money. And someone like Al, who's done his dues and I think only has two hiccups uh, in the UFC, if I remember correctly. Only two losses, one a, a submission and one a decision. Um, he's right up there, and or at least would have been if he didn't uh, if he didn't take the two years off. Think of where he could have been right now. Um, so there's really something to be said for that. Um, uh, again, uh, as someone that too feels uh, what's it called, uh, too someone that also understands the uh, what's it called the issues in regards to fighters' pay. I I didn't sit around and. Uh, Complain about it. I'm trying to figure it out. And he is too in his own right. So, um, again, I just think there's just two different uh, approaches between him and myself. But, uh, again, I, I really understand and respect him speaking his mind. Um, but as someone that is in the same situation, in, 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 you know, as a fighter in general, I'm finding my own way. So, and I think that's uh, – you got to find your own way in whatever it is. And he's doing his, and I'm doing mine. Uh, Brennan Hughes says, hola, amigos. What's up, my man? Uh, Casey Walton says, Ally Aquinta revealed he still has two fights left on his contract, but, quote, probable. Uh, it won't be a year or two until he comes back to fight. I don't even know, Elias. I don't know what my brain is thinking right now with, with Ally Aquinta. I, I don't know if he's – I don't see a future with him coming back to the UFC as much as I'd love to see him fight because there's more I want to talk about. There's some other, there's other, some other stuff here on the live chat that makes a lot of sense, but – when do you think he's going to be back, if he's going to be back? Well, uh, again, there's two different factors. Or there's two different uh, issues. Whether he wants to be back or if the UFC gives him a fight anytime soon. Um, can, do they really want a, a loose grenade like that running around every single uh, or at least two more post-fight, uh, uh, what do you call it, announcements or post-fight you know, speeches to basically yell at the UFC and bring up an issue that they don't really want to be out there? Very good point. And then I will scroll down because you basically segued it yourself, or you segued yourself. Vinny Ferdinando says, when Nate Diaz does it, he gets praised by the fans. I see most fans calling Al ungrateful, entitled, etc. I think Vinny Ferdinando's got a great point there. For sure. And again, it's just a, a lot of it is also the fact that, um, you know, there ends up being this uh, cult of personality with the, the Diaz brothers. Everyone puts them up on a pedestal. Um, and it's partly because they're just going to do whatever they're going to do. And I think the same thing is said to, for Al. Al Acuenta is speaking his truth. Um, yours truly is doing his own way, um, whether it's through different projects, whether it's, you know, having, you know, making more money being the hair model than he is a professional fighter. Um, it's, not <laughs> a, it's not a bad gig. Um, there's ways around this. This is a platform. Um, and I think uh, there's something about, Yes, uh, again, I respect Al Quinta's um, 
preaching his truth and trying to get it out there. Um, what he thinks is very important, not only for himself, but for other fighters. But um, I think there, there are many different ways to skin a cat and I'm doing it my own way. Um, and I'm excited about it. I, again, I've been in that narrative. I've been, I've seen myself as almost uh, the victim for lack of a better word, but there's many ways to use it as a opportunity because this is a huge opportunity. I, you know, there, there are many things that I'm able to do throughout the, the course of the travel, the course of the pay. Um, again, that I make at where I've set myself by not, you know, not just complaining about it. And I'm not, I'm not saying that that's what he's doing. I'm saying you have to do something about it. Um, and whether him going on air and talking on the MMA hour um, the way he is, I think um, there might be better there might be better ways to kind of eloquently say what he's trying to say um, in regards to the fighters' pay. But I still understand everything that he's saying, and it's his right to do it. He does live in America where there's something called free speech. Uh, Roy Soria back on the live chat, <laughs> referring to my wife, saying, "Damn, she's trying to fatten you up, man." Hashtag dad bod. It's more yeah. of you to love. <laughs> that's not happening man I, I'm, I'm actually going for uh, hey Roy I'm actually going for hashtag 43 uh, year old beach bod uh, I'm putting in my work now so that way when I get to that jet ski in the water later on in a couple of months uh, I can be proud of taking off my damn shirt as opposed to yeah, I'll, just, uh, I'll just wear this uh, rash guard in the water because I'm a loser it's not happening this year uh, putting in my work what's that? I respect that, brother. I respect that. C. <laughs> uh, Phoenix says bonjour and then says Al Iaquinta should have got that bonus. Uh, yeah. I think he should have got that bonus. Hence the, ter- hence the, the couple of tweets that he said F you to the, or UFC or hey, hey, UFC F you or something to that nature. And then uh, this place is getting wrecked. I'm like, ooh, I don't think you want to do that. But I get what you're saying that you're mad at your employer. Uh, I think he should have got that bonus, man. It's just. This guy's not afraid anymore. It's, it's, it's different. It's like anything in life, Elias. Okay, If you have another iron in that fire, you're going to speak up. It's when you don't have an iron in the fire, you've only got one, and that's your only source of income, your only part of the negotiations. you know, you, you got to play the game. It seems like Ally Quinta has other irons in the fire. And you know, to put it succinctly, since we do a lot of wrestling podcasts here, the great words of Stone Cold Steve Austin, he doesn't give a rat's ass. It's true. And that's the bottom line. Um, no, uh, <laughs> to do another stone cold. But uh, the point being, um, yeah, no, all the power to him. He's speaking his truth. Uh, uh, I myself, uh, I, I'm trying to find my own productive ways to do that um, through the different projects that I'm in. Um, and I think uh, many people serve themselves better in some regards, but still using that pulpit. Um, that we do have, that, that platform that we do have to speak what they want to do. And that's what Al Quinto wants to do and all the power to him. Uh, Catherine's Finest is on uh, the live chat right now. Uh, and basically kind of go back and forth. I, I don't want to read everything there, but it's talking about the money that UFC uh, is paying to the fighters uh, in comparison to what it was you know, about 10 years ago uh, and throwing in some comparisons with the NFL. The issue with this, Catherine's Finest, is uh, the, very thing, the very last thing that was mentioned there says, uh, it's just going back and forth with another member, uh, two members actually. Um, Vinny Fernando and C. Phoenix are having the chat on there, just kind of defending the UFC, kind of, or kind of defending the fighters, or Catherine's Finest is kind of defending the UFC, uh, and it closes off with the, the, that, you know, Catherine's Finest agrees, but there's not money to give back like there is in the NFL. UFC has a huge debt to pay back. There's nothing they can do. They will go broke. I respectfully disagree with that, uh, because in order to have $4.2 billion to purchase a company 
And then to be able to say, you know, we're still going to be holding events that are going to be profitable. Uh, and then you have guys like George St. Pierre, who, you know, did an interview with me live in front of a, a, a nice you know, portion of people live at, at the Gentleman's Expo saying, I ain't fighting for 8% anymore. You know, the UCC's money in Conor McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather. Uh, there's money there. They just, for the longest period of time, it's been a different model than it was with the other big sports where, you know, it's 50-50 with the athletes and the and the uh, the sport. It's not like that with the UFC, Catherine's finest. So there is money that can be going to the uh, to the fighters. The only issue is how much will the fighters accept versus how much will the UFC be willing to give up? And there's nothing in between there, quote-unquote, like an association or a union that's going to step up for the fighters because if the fighters don't fight, they don't get paid. That's the problem. They have to fight to get paid. So they sort of the UFC has sort of this velvet hammer available, uh, but there are options for the fighters other than the UFC with the likes of Bellator uh, and other companies of that nature. So there, there could be a changing of the guard soon, but you know, but we'll see what happens. Uh, Elias, what say you? No, I'm 100% agreeing. It's, it's, it's the idea that that's why like, competition is a good thing because someone, like your point earlier, with the many irons, those irons could be different promotions. Um, yours truly is a is on a contract as well. And when that comes up, obviously, they, even though I want to be in the UFC because I that's where the highest uh, talent is and obviously I want to test myself on that, but it'd be a, a sucker not to have the, at least awareness of the many options that are coming out there. Because, you know, they can always go and be huge in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, no pun intended there, Mexican supplements, or hashtag Mexican supplements. Uh, Jackson MMA <laughs> wants to know, how is this show not more popular? Well, Jackson MMA, we, we basically started only a few months ago, and we're growing uh, quite nicely. But remember what I say on every single podcast, despite what Sean Ross Sapp says, I just ask everybody in the live chat, everyone that tunes in, whether live uh, or on iTunes or on Stitcher afterwards, just tell one friend about us. Uh, give us some 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 likes on on some of the social media stuff that we post or on this uh, or, or on on, on, the, on the page here. Uh, all we need is just a little bit. We're, we're going to grow organically. I don't want to sit there and force people to enjoy us. We do the very best here on this podcast. You know, I'm, I'm hosting it every single day, Monday to Friday. Sometimes on Saturdays with Sean Ross Sapp. We're trying to grow this. We're trying to do it uh, organically. But it always comes from you dudes and dudettes over there in the live chat that tune in all the time live. Tell a friend, man. Tell one friend. Give us some love on social media. We will do our best to retweet you. Uh, and I do my very best to, to, you know, to, to reply to everybody on social media, whether it's on my Instagram, Facebook, uh, or on my Twitter, at Showdown Joe, uh, for all three of those. Same thing with Elias, at Elias Theodora, who's got way more followers than me. Uh, but that's an interesting interesting topic right there, Elias, social media, because that's it's, it's so important, but sometimes there's not the time to do it. Sometimes you do have the time, and it's all about timing, to be honest. Uh, your take on this whole world that we live in now with social media and the importance of having, you know, a, a good following. No, hundred um, percent. And it's also the grassroots. Like you're talking about telling one friend because then they all become a part of this thing that we're trying to create. Um, it's a really interesting aspect in the changing of guard uh, from gone are the days of, you know, NBC, CBS, and a couple of news organizations or channels that basically controlled the masses and controlled the actual views uh, now there are different segments and different niche markets that are allowed to basically create their own thing and that's what we're trying to do here so it's whether whether it's with time or um, attention uh, that's what we're all trying to create and everyone's trying to do it in their own different way uh, yours truly does it with live streaming all the the, the UFC events uh, through my own own tweeting uh, my own 
main event and whatnot. And then obviously in regards to the other social medias, um, sooner rather than later, I'll be able to uh, start announcing some of the other projects that I'm really excited on. And the, the key will be to uh, start interchanging them in uh, what's called the synergy that lies on them as someone, again, a professional athlete who trains twice a day, uh, but also whether it's plan out his own social media, write emails uh, back and forth to management and potential sponsors, uh, who's also going there seeking, smoozing, uh, you know, beating different potential people to partner up with um, and creating something that the bigger picture, because again, like we were talking about with Aliquinta, yours truly doesn't want to get hit in the head forever. Outside projects that I'm lining myself up to that will make me, again, um, whether it's fighting, whether it's, let's say a TV show, a movie, uh, what's it called, some other type of, uh, form of content creation, uh, that's intention, right? What you're trying to do is create attention. Obviously, uh, as a mixed martial artist, I want to create attention with my skill, my ability to climb the ranks and eventually the narrating in regards to, you know, the best here in MMA, eventually becoming the main event who will eventually, you know, be a main event for, a, a, what's it called, a card, hopefully sometime soon. Um, it's obviously the, 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 the moments and the movements and the momentum that I'm trying to create and everyone has to create their own. Uh, I think some of the issues before was, uh, unfortunately, um, because of maybe how the UFC was kind of run and owned before, where there was a little bit of fear to take control of your own destiny and kind of let things fall in your lap. But I, I don't believe in that. And in many ways, I'm trying to take charge in my own ways. Uh, and I don't know, uh, it, it allows me to be happier in uh, what's called my journey as a mixed martial artist. So I know, I think... Uh, yes, and obviously just the mental drain that sometimes creates and the idea that having to you know, post at this time and make sure that this and comment on that and respond to this and think of something grandiose or uh, attaching my time to a live event and what the burden that sometimes becomes. Um, but it's, again, uh, you get what you put out and if you build it, they will come. So um, whether it's myself or this podcast or anything in between, you got to just work hard. Well, that's the thing. The hustle is on. Uh, anyone that pays attention to my social media, uh, believe me, uh, I, I don't spend, I, I don't stop. I don't stop from the moment I wake up until the moment I go to bed. I do not stop. The, another example was this morning, uh, getting up. You know, I didn't have, I didn't have much sleep last night for some reason. I don't know if I'm an idiot, and I drank regular coffee as opposed to decaf coffee. I was wired. I passed out. Get this, I passed out around ten o'clock on the couch uh, with my son. And I woke up at 1030. I'm like, I got to get this kid up to bed. So I brought him up to bed and I'm like, I can't sleep. And by the time I passed out, it was 3.30 a.m. Uh, got up, took him to school, came home, cardio, showered. And I hit the other side of Toronto, uh, you know, hustling for my other business because uh, I'm trying to build that, get home in time to get the social media out for that business and get, get ready to do the podcast with you only to step off of this and do more cardio and then take him to swimming and still do some emails and blah, blah. It doesn't end. Uh, the question I always have and I ask myself, because uh, you got mind games in the head, but then I ask fighters the same sort of question. A guy like you is a perfect example. I had this conversation with Frank Trigg. I had this conversation with Sean Pearson. Uh, I have this conversation quite often when I say, okay, you're a fighter. You're doing something. It could be anything. It could be any job that you're doing out there. This is what you get paid mainly to do. But Elias has always said this is a platform for doing much bigger and better things. The question I always have is if you look at the pay that you have Whatever you're doing in life, and Elias will use you as an example, as a fighter. You know, we got Ally Quinta that says he got 26 and 26. That's $52,000 American. What if your projects 
start bringing in way more money than you're fighting. Then what do you do? Because this is the platform that got you those deals. Do you have to spin those deals to get other deals, or do you stay fighting? It's, it's, it's such a weird balance. I mean, what do you think? No, definitely. Um, then it just becomes self-sustaining. Um, it's one of those things where, for instance, uh, one of the projects that I'm working on is a TV show. Um, it will obviously be in the wheelhouse of mixed martial arts in some capacity. That's all I can say right now. But they will, they will obviously interloop with each other. And then, you know, I'm going to be the host of it. I'm also the producer, and I own 25% of it. So then it becomes uh, – and then also the aspect of me having to go out and sell it and me talking to the different brands and having the different people that I'm outsourcing in regards to the brand revenue and product placement and also network finding. Um, there's a lot of different aspects that go into it. And then they just kind of interloop with each other because then if this, let's say, this TV show ends up being on a network where, again, as much as MMA fans want to think that, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, what's it called? Where am I going to go with this? And I got to be careful. So I'm, I'm just the idea that there are other people that don't necessarily like mixed martial arts that, for instance, might like uh, the project that I'm trying to work on. They, they eventually intertwine with each other. For instance, like the other aspect in order to social media Half the, half the people following me on Instagram don't even really know who I'm a fighter. There's like, oh, a guy with a man bun. I'll follow that. So there's a lot of inter, uh, what's it called, synergy that kind of works on it. And then it just becomes, if you're just going to do the bare basics, it's intention. And that's what you're trying to do. Whether it's um, a Conor McGregor uh, trying to become this individual that um, rise to occasion to become a champion in two different weight classes. It's a narrative that people buy on and believe on. And obviously, there's the naysayers and the people that agree with him and follow him. He has a very big following in something like Ireland, obviously. And then there's all the people that watch to see him get knocked out. And then all the people that want to see him fail. That's still, you know, part of the actual whole narrating that's going on. It's attention that people are trying to get. Um, with yours truly, um, obviously, I want to be a professional fighter for as long as I can. But at the same time, I want to create a certain form of attention uh, that's that will eventually last longer than my athletic career because no one wants to get ahead in the head forever. <laughs> uh, great conversation going on in the live chat right now as we speak. Elias uh, spitting some science right now. It's fantastic. Uh, Catherine's Finest just did post. By the way, Joe, I told a couple of friends about the show, and they are subscribed. This is slowly growing. Good stuff. Thank you very much, Catherine's Finest. I know you other guys and girls out there uh, are telling peeps because I do see the numbers slowly uh, beginning to build with every podcast. So if it wasn't for you guys and girls, uh, we wouldn't be able to do this. So thank you very, very much. Uh, there's a lot of conversation going on uh, about this, this Conor McGregor uh, and Floyd Mayweather fight on the side here uh, with the live chat saying, uh, do you think it'll be potentially a work no there's no chance it'll be a work it'll be a legit fight um do i think conor mcgregor is going to win that fight probably not do i see him giving it a, a, a good fight probably uh if he can hit floyd uh and if he does hit floyd look out but you know floyd has been hit anyone that thinks floyd has never been hit yeah. it's silly he's been hit but um it's a fight man it's boxing it's not mma it's boxing sure. One punch changes everything. So uh, I, I, I cannot see this being a work ever because look at the people that are involved. And we are talking about, you know, station. Well, you, can't, you can't really say station casinos anymore with the Fertitas. Uh, but you don't want this whole UFC brand to get nailed uh, in anything negative because that would destroy whatever the, the, the ownership right now is trying to generate. Some popularity, some, some money to recoup the money that they've spent. I mean, your take on, on the potential rumor, or not rumor, but a thought that, Will the Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor fight be a work, especially 
if Conor McGregor wins. Definitely. No way uh, Floyd's ego would allow that unless he bet the house and knew when he was going to go at the same time. It's not going to happen. Um, the, the bigger issue is whether the fight's ever going to happen. There's obviously a lot of posturing between the two of them. Um, the, beyond the ego, there's also a lot of money in, in people that want to be involved in it. So it's a huge economy. Obviously, I would say um, Floyd is the best defensive boxer of all time. So is there a chance that it's going to be a lot like Pacquiao, uh, the Pacquiao fight, where build up this uh, this want and this need for a fight, and it maybe take longer than it should have. Um, and then when it happens, people are very upset with the result because uh, it's not the fight that they wanted, but it's the fight that everyone expected. Um, I think that's what will most likely happen. And then Connor can say, "Hey, I took him in a I took um, him on in a, a sport that I don't belong to." Uh, what I would think would be the funniest thing is if uh, what's it called halfway through the fight. Um, Connor gets frustrated and just kicks him. Either in the legs or <laughs> I was just like the same thing. Just, just this is a cartwheel kick and just knocks his block off and, so, and just puts his hands up and says, "The best fighter in the world, for real man fighting." <laughs> but like, I can see something like that. But um, no, uh, at the same time, um, this is uh, you know, it, it's 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 a circus. It's a freak show in regards to worlds colliding. But um, there, it, it's again. Why do people want to watch both of them? Because of the attention that they both already have. This is just another form of attention getting, um, whether it's time or money or both, um, that these both both megastars in their respective sports are trying to collide and in such a, an amazing thing. Um, I think Connor obviously has um, not necessarily speed because Floyd will be the smaller person, so and he's quick and he's a defensive boxer, but he's the, a southpaw, which Floyd has showed some trouble with. Uh, you can't really say he's shown trouble in anything because he's undefeated at 49 and 0. Um, uh, what's it called? Um, and just in the sense of father time is what's going to be really on Connor's side. His, his weight side is size and father time will be on Connor's side. That's my prediction on that. Yeah, C. Phoenix makes a really good point as well. If Maidana couldn't do it in one punch or Canelo couldn't do it, then does Connor stand any more of a chance? Let's be honest here. Uh, I don't really have an argument for you, C. Phoenix, but I do have a little bit of a debate uh, in the fact that when it comes to boxing, McGregor stands a limited, very, very defeating Floyd Mayweather. And that slim chance just might happen to be that crazy sort of – fluidity that Conor McGregor brings to a combat sport where, you know, he has that one guy kind of moving forward at the wrong time. Uh, it's going to be a mind game inside the ring there. I mean, anything can happen. Am I giving, I mean, if, if, if I was going to put money down, I wouldn't put money down on this fight because I'm going to, I'm looking at Floyd Mayweather, who's probably going to be a massive favorite. Um, you know, it, it's it's a crapshoot with Conor McGregor being the southpaw here. Elias mentioned Father Time, which we're going to mention if this fight ever takes place. It's going to be a lead-up. Uh, but that southpaw and the way he he somehow makes people move into the punch when he throws it, uh, it is just a damaging, damaging blow. And this goes all – you can go back in, in combat sports for, for decades and decades to see so many knockout punches land when the, the opponent that, or, the, or the fighter who gets knocked out – basically moved forward into a punch that was already being launched. So that's what Conor McGregor does very, very well. Just ask, you know, Jose Aldo Jr. about that. Ask Dennis Seaver. Ask, you know, Dustin Poirier. Some of the stuff that Conor McGregor throws is earth-shattering. And, and if Mayweather moves the wrong, wrong way, 
Yeah, if Mayweather moves the wrong way, a.k.a. forward, things could get ugly. 100%. Uh, Again, Connor has a puncher's chance. He has a puncher's chance. And five inches. Yeah, so, I mean, listen, I'd love to see it. Uh, Adam Ball says, how can a state athletic commission sanction a bout between someone that has never had a pro boxing match that he knows of versus one of the best of all time? One word. Money. Maybe two words. Maybe three words. Money, money, money. I was going to say right? a lot of fucking money. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It's the, the amount of money that this fight can potentially generate is going to be astronomical. You don't think Dana White is that stupid to say, wait a second, if this thing, if I can get our hands into this, we're going to make a lot of money on this as well. So will Connor, so will Floyd, so will Team Money. Uh, yeah, th- this is all about money because realistically speaking, this fight should never take place. You could make the argument if you're the athletic commission to say, well, listen, he's never fought pro as a boxer, but he's fought pro as a mixed martial artist. May not be totally the same, but it is the same. He has, experience, he has experience. Um, and if you're looking at the just the – I think he's like 19-2 and two or 19-3, and three, whatever his record is. So he has 20-plus fights um, as a mixed martial artist. Sure, there's, it's not a boxing fight, but there's much more than boxing involved in mixed martial arts. I would say, uh, what's it called? There's more, again, um, Floyd. And then, again, if you want to look at the difference between boxing and um, mixed martial arts, mixed martial arts, they're hard fights all the way through. I guarantee you half the people that Floyd's fought are bombs. Yeah, that, 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 the tomato cans, it's right? Not more, you're not going to argue cans. that. He's fought some really good guys. He's fought some good guys that he's made look, you know, Canelo like was that one fight. Yeah, Canelo was that one fight that um, I forgot who who posted the tweet, and it, it really got me because I was watching that Canelo fight uh, and thought because I watched every single. I think it was on Showtime, if I'm not mistaken. Every single episode leading up to that fight, um, and you know, it's an old adage, uh, and I know we're. we're uh, I don't want to get into our, our you know our atheist theories, but uh, it's an old <laughs> it's an old adage, Elias, uh, that the, the saying that goes, um, the, the greatest trick the devil ever performed was pr- proving he never existed. Well, that's the same theory that, that Mayweather did with Canelo, proving that he is such a worthy opponent, how it's going to be such a dangerous fight, and you were so intrigued to see Canelo just come in there and just fight Floyd Mayweather and make him pay for all his transgressions and blah, blah, and what we got was Floyd Mayweather putting on an absolute clinic. 100%. And one could totally see him doing the same thing with Conor McGregor. Until Conor throws that spinning kick out of nowhere. <laughs> well, think of the platform. Think of the platform Conor McGregor is going to have. Dead, but... Just no. like the plat... This, like, I think Conor's a proud guy, Elias. I think he's a proud guy. And I think if he can... It would be much, much cooler if he can knock out Floyd Mayweather uh, oh, legit, legitimately with a punch as opposed to doing something crazy. But I wouldn't put it past him to say, screw this. If I do this, I'll be remembered. I'll be I- immortalized forever for doing this. May not be good, but I can see him doing it uh, for sure. Uh, I want to do. I want to ask you a question about. Uh, did you have a chance to watch the debut episode of the Ultimate Fighter Redemption? No, I did not actually. Unfortunately, but carry on. Have you heard about what happened? Uh, the not the choking part. No, no, I can't. I've been driving, Joe. I've been driving. <laughs> 
No, no worries. No worries. No worries. <laughs> I, I, the only reason why I wanted to bring it up to you is because yeah, you're a winner uh, of the Ultimate Fighter Nations, and I always want to know what goes through your mind when you mm. actually watch an Ultimate Fighter episode. What ended up happening, a couple things that, you know, kind of, I, I don't know if it broke my heart, Elias, if, or if I was disgusted. Uh, you know, Hector Urbina didn't even make weight. He got kicked off the show in episode one. Like, this is a redemption situation here where you're finally going to get back what you so desperately wanted from way back when, and you show up to the show, and you don't even make weight, and you're booted off the show. They bring in somebody else. There's also the feud um, between uh, Cody Garbrandt and um, TJ Dillashaw, and we saw it in the very first episode where – the lips on Cody Garbrandt when he reaches out and grabs the neck of TJ Dillashaw when they're standing there. I was like, oh, wow, these two guys, this is going to get ugly. Yeah, uh, understatement. I, was called, I think it's a little much for Cody. Like, again, I like Cody. Uh, it was called Amazing. Uh, it was called Champion. I, I, I still think the crossover in regards to someone needs to be careful in regards to still want to present themselves as a champion still want to present yourselves as an ambassador for the sport um obviously it's it's um you know it's the the, the same but different in what, what i thought when the regards the negative that something like ronda rousey when she was on the show like the negative that she kind of was she was just a jerk um but again there is that <laughs> built-in animosity between them um in the in between them, and obviously Cody feels very wronged in what would happen in regards to their, their their you know the 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 past in between the the separation of the team, obviously. But it should you know it it creates some good TV, and uh, what's it called? I'll definitely catch up on it. But no, to your point about weight cutting, it, it's it's so dumb. I mean, especially as someone that was a middleweight who was on a middleweight show. So like, I didn't you know go up a weight class and make it easy. I didn't. You know what I mean? And I, I was the heaviest one of them. I, I remember when um, when uh, we first, uh, what do you call it, got in there and the producers are basically checking our weight. They're like, 210. You might fight in like three days. And I'm like, I got this. <laughs> I ended up fighting in five Gee! days. <laughs> oh my goodness. I ended up fighting in, ten, uh, in five or six days. But the, the point being is professional. Um, I'm not going to say it to all of them, but there's a reason why some of them are ex-UFC fighters. Um, not all of them, but there's a reason why they're all there's a reason why some of them are ex-UFC fighters, and obviously not making weight of weight is one of them. Uh, guys, thank you very much for the live chat. We are going to wrap this up right now. Elias does have to get going. He's got to continue the drive. Uh, I, I can't express my gratitude to all of you uh, guys and girls in the live chat for do joining us. We, we really appreciate it. Keep those questions and comments and concerns uh, for next week's show. Tomorrow I'll be joined by Sean Pearson at 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, if any of you are under the age of 15 you have to wear earmuffs for the show uh if you're above the age of 15 16 and up you can listen just don't repeat what you hear uh at school or at the workplace uh because there's there'll be a lot of f-bombs because pearson's probably going to be miserable which is what we're or what i've been used to for the better part of 15 years uh, uh and elias usually i can get elias going and drop some crazy f-bombs but today's in a good mood he's got to focus on uh driving um elias between now and next Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, what will your life potentially look like? Uh, Montreal, L.A., Montreal, Toronto. Flying in the Dean Pasco to get his tattoo at Cube Nightclub. It's going to be really uh, awesome. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> May 6th. May 6th. But it's not next Tuesday. But May 6th, I will be uh, flying in Dean Pasco from Ireland, nonetheless, um, and to get a tattoo of the best hair in MMA. 
Interesting. So silly. Um, so silly. I, I can I can literally I mean you can watch me do it if you want. I could reach into my my uh, my bag here and pull up my laptop or my, excuse me my my passport. Uh, are we going to Australia? I thought we were going to Australia, me and you, and potentially never coming back. Australia, Vegas, we got options. I'm going to Vegas. You still have to come to Vegas. We're baby steps, baby steps, it's all the way there. Guys in the live chat, girls in the live chat, you need to put pressure on Sean Ross Sapp and Jimmy Van. Actually, Sean Ross Sapp won't, won't have much of a say. He might, but Jimmy Van, the owner of Fightful, of all the Fightful websites, uh, Elias and I are trying to put together something uh, where I'm not in his way, but I am sort of there uh, in the in lead up way. to his fight. <laughs> together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, leading up to his fight with Brad Tavares uh, in Las Vegas, a sort of behind the scenes, follow the follow Showdown Joe, we'll kind of follow Elias, and then we stay there afterwards and see what life is like after the fight and maybe get ourselves uh, in a tad bit of trouble uh, in Las Vegas. Put some stuff on there uh, for Jimmy Van to make sure he does send yours truly. But again, it all depends. What if there's a Titan event that week? Oh my goodness, uh, we'll have to figure something else out. But other than that, Elias, listen, I want to thank you very much for your time. Uh, very gracious every Tuesday uh, in joining us. Please be safe driving out um, to where you got to be in Montreal. Uh, guys, girls, make sure you follow him online, at Elias Theodoro. He's fantastic live tweeting whenever he does stuff for the UFC or just in general. Uh, really good posts, some educational, some funny, some just you know, just matter of fact. Uh, some of his, his Instagram posts are freaking awesome. Uh, I don't even know if I should like them. I just do because I love him. But he's crazy. He's nuts. This shit doesn't make sense. Uh, but it's awesome. I just love it. Follow yours truly, at Showdown Joe, and of course, at Fightful MMA and Fightful MMA. MMA.com for all of your mixed martial arts news. I warned you guys about tomorrow night, 9 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Sean Pearson will be joining me. I encourage you to wear earmuffs if you are under the age of 16. Until then, we do say ciao for now. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working. The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.